0: Greetings to you in the Lord. Welcome to What We Believe. This is going to be a series on the doctrinal statement of Bergen Park Church. My name is Jonah Haddad. I'm a longtime member of Bergen Park Church. I'm also an ordained minister in the Evangelical Free Church of America, and I've served overseas in France for a little over a decade doing church planting work over there. Um, So over the next few weeks, I want to talk some theology with you. Um, In fact, I'm not going to be talking theology so much with you as I'm going to be talking theology at you. Um, I had originally hoped to do this live face-to-face to to have an opportunity to interact on these matters of doctrine, but with our current uh, situation, obviously we can't do that, so we're going to record these instead. So obviously the year 2020 has not gotten off to a great start um, with the whole global pandemic pandemic thing going on right now, and then, of course, economic uncertainty and other uh, related issues. And with all that's happening around us these days, it's really easy, I think, to find ourselves consumed with fear, and even distracted by the array of voices that we hear in the media, Uh, whether it's social media, whether it's television, whatever it might be. There are a lot of voices, a lot of people with a lot of opinions, and many of those opinions are really unable to provide answers, or provide hope. Christians, however, should take comfort in the fact that we have other voices to which we can listen. Ultimately, we want to listen to God. God has spoken. God's words are powerful. God created this universe through his words as he spoke our world into existence. We read in John chapter 8, verse 47, Uh, Jesus states that whoever is of God hears the words of God. We want to listen to the words of God. We're reminded in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, that in the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at various times in in different ways. But today, in these uh, later times, he's spoken through his Son, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, and through his revelation in in the Word. So we want to listen to these voices, and I want to encourage you over the next few weeks to maybe listen a little bit less to the voices in the media and to spend a little bit more time listening to what God has revealed to us through the power of his Holy Spirit in his Word, and as he has illuminated the meanings of uh, the text to us uh, through the Holy Spirit. So to accomplish this end, of studying theology, um, uh, doctrine, we want to look at the doctrinal statement of Bergen Park Church and try to understand what all of this means. Now some of you might be wondering, okay, why do we need a doctrinal statement? Why do we need doctrine? Isn't doctrine just a, a bunch of human opinions about things? Doesn't it lead to disputes and quarrels over words and, and that kind of thing? But the reason I think we need A doctrinal statement is is that it helps us to define the tenets of our faith, to summarize the essential teachings of Scripture. So if you have ever said anything about God, if you have ever made a statement about God, or ever said anything about His Word, whether it's through prayer, whether it's through conversations with, with people in the community or in the church, whether it's through Bible study, if you have said anything about God, you are a theologian. If you have ever believed anything about God, if you believe anything about the contents of the Bible, then you have a doctrinal position, whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not. We're all theologians. So the question isn't really a matter of whether we need doctrine. The question really hinges on whether our doctrine is biblically sound, whether it's internally coherent. The question isn't really whether or not we need theology. The question is whether we have a good theology. So where do we get our summary of doctrine? Bergen Park Church is a member of an association of churches known as the Evangelical Free Church of America, or the EFCA. So that is part of our our affiliation. Um, This means that we share a common doctrinal uh, commitment to the statement of faith of the EFCA. So, our membership, our participation in the EFCA, provides us with broader fellowship among like minded churches. It gives us accountability to something beyond ourselves. Um, staff members, pastors, and other leaders in the church are encouraged to have some communication within the the, the EFCA to get to know other member churches and pastors. Leadership within uh, the organization, and even to seek credentialing or, in the case of pastors, ordination within the EFCA as a means by which to define and and to clarify their theological beliefs, and as a means by which to demonstrate their theological and moral accountability to other members of the association. So, while we're an autonomous church, we belong to an association of churches that share a common uh, doctrinal. Uh, Belief or common uh, doctrinal distinctives, you could say, that provide a supportive environment in which we can then function. So if you're a member of Bergen Park Church, or you'd like to become a member of Bergen Park Church, you're going to want to know who we are. You're going to want to know what we believe, and how you might fit into all of this. So before I turn to the doctrinal statement of the EFCA, and, and that of Bergen Park Church, I want to briefly uh, comment on some broader theological points of interest that will hopefully give you some perspective into who we are and into what we believe. So if we as a church want to know where we're going, we want to understand our vision, understand how we relate to this community, we need to know where we came from, along with the theological distinctives that make us who we are. So I want to break down for you what we mean when we say Evangelical Free Church of America. Each of those words has significance and meaning. So we'll start with evangelical. The word evangelical comes to us from the Greek word evangelion, which simply means gospel. So when we call ourselves evangelical, we mean to say that we are committed to faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, crucified, resurrected, ascended to the right hand of the Father from where he reigns. We place our hope in the salvation that comes from faith in Jesus Christ, our Lord. He is our cornerstone, the foundation of our faith. He's the author, perfecter of our faith. So we affirm with Acts chapter 4, verse 12, that there is salvation in no one else, for there's no other name under heaven by which we might be saved. We believe in Jesus Christ and the gospel. Second, We are a free church. The word free refers to our form of church government. So for the Swedish, Norwegian, and Danish immigrants who formed, in fact, the first free church congregations in the United States, freedom meant that they were no longer under the control of a state-run church. So if you know your church history, you go back to Europe after the Reformation, the churches or or nations in which uh, the Protestant movement began to take hold Oftentimes there was a very strong connection between the church and the state. So the state had a lot of power, a lot of control over the affairs of the church. So a lot of these immigrants, people coming from Europe who founded these churches in the states, they wanted to move away from that top-down kind of structure. So theologically, our status as a free church refers to our autonomy from, again, top-down structures so that the local church can govern its own affairs. So free churches are congregational, subjecting important matters of policy to the discernment of the elders and to the vote of the congregation. So Bergen Park Church is is not a staff-led church or an elder-led church. The pastor is one of the elders, not above them, not below them, but one of the elders, one of the decision makers. This provides, of course, accountability for staff members, and it prevents any one person from uh, wielding unchecked power. It creates a a, a form of protection for the pastor, but also for the congregation as well. So that's what it means to be a free church. Now, I've been using the word church here quite a bit. I haven't defined that yet. And we'll get into that more as we work our way through the doctrinal statement, the actual statement of of our church. Okay, but what does church mean? The word church refers to God's people, those who are saved by grace through faith and who are united by a common commitment to follow Christ in a relationship of discipleship taking up your cross walking with Jesus in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 12 we read that the body of Christ the church is made up of many members many parts each one with specific gifting something to bring to the community we read something similar in Ephesians uh, chapter four, he gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service, so that the body of Christ might be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be like infants, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their Deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head. That is Christ. So that's what we're talking about when we talk about the church. Now, the final word here is the word America. That's pretty self explanatory, I think. And though our reach as an organization is global through our international mission, reach global. Uh, though our reach is global through international missions, through partnerships with like-minded churches and, and and pastors throughout the world, the congregations that form our association are found throughout the United States, throughout North America. So we are the Evangelical Free Church of America. So now we turn to the most recent doctrinal statement of the EFCA. This is what we're going to be spending some time on over the next few weeks. This is the 10-point 2008 Statement of Faith that you will find on Bergen Park Church's website. Um, The 2008 Statement of Faith actually replaces the 1950 Statement of Faith, and and the 1950 Statement of Faith was the original 12-point Statement of Faith that was put together when these uh, groups of of immigrant uh, churches had, had come together to form the EFCA. So, um, the revisions really were intended to update the language of the statement um, to streamline several of the points. There's not going to be any significant, really significant doctrinal shifts here. But I would encourage you, if you want to look at these two documents and compare them, you can find them pretty easily online as well. Or you could reach out to one of your elders here or to me, and we can uh, get you these two uh, statements to, to look at. So really in the following sessions, I, I, I will walk us kind of step by step through each of the ten points of our doctrinal statement. And my hope, really, with this is that it will challenge you intellectually, that it will encourage you spiritually, and that it will inspire you toward further study. This is going to be an introduction to doctrine, but I hope that it will, it will spur you on to, um, to investigate these things even more. So join me next time for the second session of What We Believe.